back, everyone and no one, to Inside the Cage. I'm Kyle Green, a.k.a. KG, a.k.a. Cage, and I want to thank everyone that is returning and anybody that's a new listener. Thank you for tuning in. I also want to thank everyone for any feedback that they had given me uh, about last week's episode. You'll notice the mix down in this one's a little bit better. We went from a stereo recording to a mono. I want to make sure that the audio quality is great on no matter what device you're listening on, whether it be a phone or home stereo system or Apple AirPods or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But as long as you're listening, that's the main thing. And then please continue to give me any feedback, whether you want to tell me that I am garbage and nobody cares what I have to say, or if you really like the show and you want to thank me for putting out episodes every week, I want to hear from you guys. So please leave a comment or leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify and we're on fireside.fm. Just search for Inside the Cage with a K and you'll be able to find us. This week I sit down with a great, great friend of mine. We've been friends for a very long time. Uh, His name is Brandon Mueller and Brandon is a real estate agent here in the St. Louis area. So if you are by chance looking for a house, check out M&M Real Estate Advisors. That is Madison Mueller Real Estate Advisors. They do gorgeous homes. I've helped him shoot some of them uh, for uh, video production purposes to showcase them on the website and stuff like that. And some of them are unbelievable, to say the least. It's one of those things where you definitely want to take a look at their listings before you go buying anything because they have some of the best properties in town. We sit down, we chat about Jeff Bezos and billionaires and all the stupid nonsense you can buy with, you know, your giant pile of money if you have it. We also talk a little bit about COVID-19 and how it's affected the real estate business in St. Louis and across the country. So please stay tuned. We've got a great show for you. And uh, without further ado, this is Inside the Cage with Brandon Mueller. If you say that to a child these days, they have no idea what that means. Not at all. And I always think of the uh, that movie with Q-Tip. <laughs> I don't think I remember the movie with Q-Tip. Look it up. Was there it's, a movie called Be Kind Rewind with there Q-Tip? Absolutely was, and uh, it actually was pretty decent. All right. Yeah, you should watch it. I don't think I know anything that Q-Tip is in necessarily. Dude, put it on your quarantine watch list. <laughs> I honestly could. is it streamable? Is it available on something? Oh, it's got to be. I'm sure it's on Netflix. I mean, I'm not sure. What's it called? It's called Be Kind, Rewind. Starring Q-Tip. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, no. Isn't isn't Jack Black in that? He might be, actually. I think I do know this movie. Yeah. I don't think it's Q-Tip, is it? I thought it was Most Deaf. Oh, shit. It is Most Deaf. You're so deaf. right. Yes. It's Most Deaf. It's Most Deaf and Jack Black. Oh, That's man. why I was like, I don't know any movies with Q-Tip, Q-tip. in them. That's a good point. I do want to now look him up on IMDb. And see what movies Q-tip's Q-tip is been in. in. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's definitely... Because <laughs> you know it's a thing. He's been in at least one. He's been in a couple. I mean, I don't necessarily... I mean, I've, I've seen a bunch of them, I'm sure. Yeah, I wouldn't... I don't know that... Uh, I don't know that I'd, I would necessarily rave about his acting chops, but I like Q-tip as an artist. <laughs> Actually, no. No, that's not true. There's one movie that Q-tip has been in that I've seen. And he's credited as hip-hop artist oh uh but it's actually a really great movie he's in cadillac records oh yeah that was a good movie yeah that's a great movie i haven't seen that in a long time beyonce back before beyonce was 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 queen bay queen Queen bay Bay. queen bay (laughs) anyway uh brandon how you been man 
I've been good. I, uh, I don't know. I'm a little stir crazy, I think, you know, I still, uh, you know, with all this mess going on, I've been still working and, you know, kind of the normal thing, seeing friends occasionally, but you know, uh, I still kind of feel like I'm, I'm trapped a little bit, you sure. know, like I've got like the normal stuff I'd want to go do. Sure. You yeah. Know? No, that's understandable. Um, but yeah, with everything being eight weeks in now, it's pretty it's pretty interesting to see people finally getting out. Uh, so this is being recorded on May 18th, and today is the first day in the state of Missouri. Well, not the state of Missouri, the, the city of St. Louis, that things can be open to 25% capacity, which is kind of scary, but also interesting to see where it goes. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, even during... Uh, kind of this whole thing. I, I've been to Home Depot a handful of times and I usually am waiting, you know, 10, 15, sometimes 30 minutes outside in line. And so, you know, there's, I think there's, you know, it's been a lot of people not obeying it as is, but now as we kind of open the floodgates, I, you know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little concerned about yeah, well, how it's like, play out. Like I was telling you before we started, I had heard that the loop, uh, which is this huge, not huge, but for anybody that's not from St. Louis, it's like a drinking restaurant-y area. Yeah. Apparently, they were fucking packing it in today. Just, that's crazy. Yeah, hopefully hopefully not shoulder to shoulder. Hopefully, they're abiding by some sort of rules. But you know that there's a bunch of fucks that just went to Blueberry Hill and jumped into that dart room immediately. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think... You and, know, I, and more power to them. They're allowed yeah. to do it. Yeah. I just hope that they're not all, as Andrew said last week on the podcast, spitting in each other's mouths <laughs> because uh, it seems like it might be that way uh, a little bit. Yeah, I think there's uh, people are going to just need to let loose a little bit, you know, some pent up need for companionship, you know. But I also think that, uh, you know, there will probably be some regression after the like inevitable spike in, you know, uh, in you people for, being admitted and, you know, getting you foresee sick. it coming back a little bit. I, I think so. And I, I think it's just kind of, and that may not necessarily be the worst thing to happen is I feel like at some point, eventually most people are going to get infected one way or the other, whether mm. they're asymptomatic or not. I just think, uh, it's more likely that you're going to get this virus than you're not. And, uh, it's going to help. I think more people, in my opinion, I would think more people are going to, uh, experience, you know, uh, building an, a build of their immune system to help protect them against this than, you know, people that are, you know, unfortunately probably going to get very ill and, you know, potentially die. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where the government kind of sees it that way too, because they, it passed the house today, it's going to the Senate and then, uh, good old Donnie is going to mm. potentially sign it. I imagine that he would, I would think so. Uh, it, at this it's point. just too many people, but the second round of stimulus is looking like it might be an actual thing here and another twelve hundred dollars for everybody based on the current way that it's set up. But Bernie Sanders and like Kamala Harris want it to be two thousand dollars a month for like six straight months. Uh, which is pretty cool if you ask me. Like, I mean, if you're making under a hundred and twenty thousand dollars, it has the it has the potential from what I've read that a family of a a mom and a dad and three kids would receive ten thousand dollars a month. Yep, it's a because uh, every all the dependents get two grand as right, well. Right. Yeah, it's a large sum of money. I think I have. That's one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I have. I have very. I have mixed feelings about uh, about that and some of the qualifications and those kind of things of people that 
uh, maybe don't need this assistance who are taking advantage of it. Now, we saw that the first time around with the businesses and the restaurants signing up for all those loans and absolutely. everything. As a small business I mean, the owner, L.A. Lakers, man, they were hurting. They oh, definitely man, need to sign up for what. that PPE loan. As a, as a small PPP business owner, whatever it is. I'll, be, I'll be totally transparent. I took advantage of the PPP. And um, now, You have every right to. And for me, it does help my business to kind of stay moving. I wouldn't say that I necessarily needed the relief, but... I was, it has kept me from making decisions to kind of slow down certain parts or certain pieces of my business. So I think that, um, you know, I am appreciative of it, but it also does, you know, deep down inside, I know that there are many, many people who similar to my business don't necessarily need the money, but they're just going to take it anyways. Yeah. Well, I mean, because frankly, even if you don't get the, the, uh, even if you don't get the money forgiven, it's very cheap money, you know? Worst case, if you have to pay it back, it's 1% interest. Yeah, which is dirt cheap. The state of Missouri had a 0% interest. Obviously, well, the, the loans weren't as large, and they weren't mm-hmm. giving away as much. But, yeah, it was disappointing to hear, like, via social media and the news and everything about some of these just crazy large corporations, like Donald Trump's kids' school or whatever, <laughs> yeah. took a bunch of loan money. But they know their finances better than other people do. And if it means that the guy that cleans the floors at the school gets to keep right. his job versus getting fired or furloughed right. or whatever, then maybe maybe it is better off that they're allowed to have that. Because, yeah, on paper, the school took this money looks bad, but we don't know where it's going. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a very sensational headline. And I think <laughs> there's, uh, I don't know, just my opinion, but I think a lot of people will be interested in finding ways to place blame you yeah. know uh, well, right if, now but you know if you were to tell me because andrew and i talked about this last week if you were going to tell me that enterprise center mm. took you know a hundred and fifty thousand right. dollars in ppe loans mm-hmm. or ppp loans uh because they had to take care of the people that do sports services and the right. beer vendors and stuff like that right. i'd be like fucking yeah give them more the, right. there's way more people that work there than that money won't cover yeah so. i mean it was similar to what you guys were talking about last week that you know you have a lot of folks that their jobs i mean this has been kind of a very immediate shift and you have people that um you know are not necessarily skilled labor that are going to have a hard time landing somewhere mm-hmm. you know i mean especially now that you got to imagine that the the job market, you know, moving forward after this is going to be a little constrained. Yeah, quite um, a bit tighter for, you know, kind of your typical minimum wage or just above minimum wage jobs. You know, uh, I think they're going to end up being a lot more scarce, you know. Yeah, well, minimum jo- minimum wage jobs are going to be a little bit more scarce. Uh, the one uh, the one place you will be able to find a job and only because the man that controls the company is a life sucker mm. is Amazon. Yes, yeah, Mr. Bezos. Uh, God, what a fucker! You know, it's interesting as we were. Uh, you mentioned, you know, uh, you mentioned chatting about him today, and and so as as I went and gone and you know did more research, kind of dug into some of the more recent you know uh, headlines with Amazon and some of those things, I just realized that you know as a as a numbers guy, as self proclaimed one, anyways, and a and a businessman, there are a lot of moves and. Um, strategies of his that I I like in some ways but as a as a person of his amount of influence I don't know I you can't help but compare him to to Elon right I mean 
pound for pound as far as being an entrepreneur in, yeah. in some ways. I mean ways, Elon right? Elon does some of the same things. He moved his he moved his factory to or his new factory for the the Cybertruck right. is going to be in Austin now. Yes. Yep. But he also basically told California like, "Hey, you open the shit back up or fuck you guys. I am <laughs> out." Absolutely. And now he's he's talking about doing a a uh, Chinese-made vehicle now uh, for that'll be uh, distributed all over the world. But uh, a lot of different things. But I think as as a um, comparing the two, I don't know why my head went there first. But comparing the two, I feel like well, they're the, they're reason, two of the more they're two of the more recent, you know, billionaires yeah, to come about, the, or yeah. the billionaires that are like the not necessarily the younger, but like of a different of a new guard right. of billionaires. Absolutely, they're not billionaires from the eighties and nineties. Right. They're the right. they're the made billionaires of the nineties and two thousands. Uh-huh. Yeah. I just think I think of Elon more. I, I hold him in a slightly higher regard because I, I see him as a creator, as somebody who's actually doing innovative things. And Bezos is just a in my very thirty thousand foot view, you know, is just a well educated, intelligent businessman. Jeff Bezos looks like Lex Luthor. Let's just go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> he Jeff, really does. There's Jeff a striking Be- resemblance. Jeff Bezos yep. looks like Lex Luthor. There's a striking resemblance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, uh, yeah, his little appearance that he did at uh, one of the Amazon factories and one of the Whole Foods stores, Whole Foods stores, excuse me, was, uh, I don't know. It's just those sort of just uh, shameless publicity, you know, grabs are just make me lose a lot of respect for him. Well, the things that make me lose a little bit of respect for him are the fact that his workers are consistently, you know, told to, you know, come in whether you're sick or not. Yeah. They take away the sick pay from some mm-hmm. of those folks. I was listening to there's a podcast called the Jimmy Dore Show. It's incredibly left. Like yeah. it, it's it's as left as you can go. <laughs> right. Um like it's so far left you've fallen off the cliff and you're now at the base underneath all the left stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's funny though. He's a comedian, but he had the guy that tried to start organizing the mm. workers to like, right. be like, Hey, we're not protected enough. They and then fired they fired him. Guy, right? yeah, yeah. They fired him. Yeah. But then they're also doing stuff like they cut hazard pay mm-hmm. in Canada. Uh, my favorite thing though, there was an article that just recently came out. This was on business insider, uh, May 16th. Uh, Amazon has started to phase out all of the policies that were brought in to help the warehouse staff right. and then sent them thank you t-shirts. Wow. Thank you t-shirts. Here's a t-shirt. I hope it just says thank you on it. I, have, I haven't seen a photo oh. of the shirt, but goddamn, do I wish it just says thank you. I'd love to see what it is. Yeah, the, the, one of the workers just basically said it's a slap in the face. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the sort of risk that they're taking on and, you know, what we, if you dig a little bit, the kind of the culture that you see that doesn't, doesn't seem to uh, put a lot of value into these line level employees, um, you know, to get like a t-shirt. I mean, you're better off doing nothing, <laughs> really. And I was talking about, or I was, I was talking with a few people about this, but I was also thinking about it. It's so interesting how, as a society, we demonized unions so mm-hmm. hard years ago when if these people weren't afraid to just walk out I mean, it would it would fuck Amazon so hard if every one yeah. of your warehouse workers right now just walked out of the building yeah. and said, "You know what? We're done." He's not scared of it. <laughs> I know, but that's that's yeah. the scary thing, though. Oh, the yeah. scary thing to everybody else should be the fact that Jeff Bezos isn't scared if tens of thousands of employees leave his company at any given time. Well, 
I think it depends on what you're scared of because he's got a huge, huge investments and holdings in a bunch of robotic and mm. automation companies. Yeah, well, he also wants to go to space too. True, yeah. And which that, um, I was watching. Is a that video a dick measuring earlier. contest with Elon Musk? To some extent, but in a weird way, right? Because nobody's going to get into any argument about like who has more money. I don't think either one of them really care necessarily about no. that portion. But like, uh, it, it comes down to, in most of these cases, of who can just outsmart each other. It reminds me of a relationship in one of my favorite shows, uh, Billions. Oh, yeah. Between the two kind of main characters of the show. And um, it's funny because they are certainly headed towards some sort of mutual destruction. But it is entertaining to watch them kind of fire back and forth at each other and how you're going to outsmart, you know. But look, go back, watch some videos, look at the history of the kind of little battle between SpaceX and, what is it, Blue? I don't know. It doesn't even matter. He's never going to go to space. Like, this is all just a thing to own. He will certainly be second to Elon if he does make it. It's like the guy that buys, like, the really, like, fancy model that you have to Mm. glue all the pieces together. And, like, he always planned on building it, but it just sits in the box on his shelf in the closet. That's that's what it seems like to me, at least. It's anyhow, the, the, like, little battle between the two companies is pretty hilarious. Uh, The other other thing that I wanted to touch on with Jeff Bezos is that, so, he had, like, an affair or whatever, and his wife and him got divorced, and she took, Mm -hmm. like, how much of his money? Oh, I forget the number. It was big. It's an astronomical number. I think it may be one of of the largest settlements. Yeah, she became became one of the 100 most richest people in the world after they divorced. Uh Uh, But now... Well, we're he's hear- about to be a trillionaire. Yeah, we're hearing that by 2026, <laughs> he's still going to be a trillionaire. Are you fucking kidding me? It's incredible. That it num- really it's, is. That's an incomprehensible number. To, to put it into perspective, have you seen the TikTok video where the guy takes rice and he measures out one grain of rice as $100,000? I did not. Oh, you haven't seen this? No. All right, hold on. We're going yeah, to pull, we're gonna pull this me. up real quick just so you can kind of take a look at it. It's, it's ridiculous because... Like you see these these piles of money, and it's not, oh god, it's just it's disgusting. But yeah, I mean, a trillion dollars. Like, how right. what does what does that even look like? It's a, it's an incredible amount of capital, and I I should hope that. And I know it's not all liquid. He doesn't he doesn't have no, a bank certainly. account that has a trillion dollars. No, no, in it. nor nor will he probably ever in his life uh, have liquid assets of a trillion dollars. But but it is. Um, it does say something for how much power he wields. Uh, when you take in consideration the, when you take in consideration um, not just the the uh, the capital, but also in addition to that, his wide reach with all of the different investments that he's mm-hmm. big stakes he has. Oh and yeah, things he's got like Google he's got hands and, in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, it is he will single handedly move the world's economy. Uh, If he if he so chooses once again, though, isn't that a scary proposition? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. To think that we we've given this man so much monetary value that he can he can control nations at this point. Oh, absolutely. And the the crazy thing is, is that he will it'll continue to get larger his influence. Well, yeah, it it hits it hits like like uh, what's the 
like a, a terminal velocity at one point oh, where absolutely. once it's so big, there's no stopping stop the yeah. ball from rolling. Not ever. No, you'll never be able to stop it or slow it down. I'm just watching this video at the same time and it's ridiculous. Are, are you seeing Jeff Bezos's pile of rice? Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, the, the Bezos pile of rice. It's <laughs> it's incredible, but it's disgusting. Yeah, it is. I think there's... Especially where they show the one, like the one grain <laughs> yeah. and it's like, this is $100,000. This can get you a, a down payment on a really nice house uh-huh. and a new car. Yeah. And then you see Jeff Bezos's pile of rice that you can bury a midget in, and <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's 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 nuts. It is it is uh, it is pretty incredible. Although I heard I was reading something the other day that he still drives around like a mid '90s Honda Accord. Oh, that that's, which you know that's is, for is show. That's for show. Yeah. Well, he, he does, I think he does he, that just to make himself seem like the little guy. But he like takes the Honda Accord to his private hangar to take to, his to get into his G650. private jet yeah. yeah no i mean which you know i i'm not gonna hate on look i you know as i'll tell you what i'll tell you when i like jeff bezos yeah. jeff bezos takes a lot of that money and he starts buying more planes right but he outfits them with rockets and then he makes them dogfight each other for show so people can come watch i'd watch it i think that'd be dope i'd yeah. come see that live like you, yeah. go, you go to an air show guess what this air show ends in a climactic death of some sort oh absolutely yeah, yeah. Now, i can't i mean i don't know i i can't really hate on Bezos completely for some of that. I do, you he know. Did, he did it all like pretty much on his own. It's really impressive. Like I just wanted to sell books, right? I mean, it's incredible uh, what he was able to build, what he's been able to build, and still building. You know, I think at some point though, and anybody with any type of like conscience or something just says, "Hey, enough is enough." I don't. Yeah. I mean, I, the guy could live for thousands of years and never spend all that money. Uh, him and, unless he just started spending it frivolously, frivolously on stuff. It's even, it would be even be difficult, you know, even if you went on the most amazing spending spree in the history of the world, spending anywhere near that sort of wealth is, would be very difficult. I, yeah, I don't think you can. Yeah. I don't think yeah, you can. It would be very you would, difficult. You would start have, having to buy places to store the stuff that you were buying. Right, yeah. But I'm not going to lie. If I had private money or private jet money, actually, I don't know what I would own one. Own a private I, jet? I, think, I don't think I would. I like planes, so well, I maybe the, I would. But I think the upkeep on just like that stuff is just so stupid, too. No, yeah. It's the fuel and all the other stuff that goes into that. doesn't make any sense. And then to have to hire a whole another group of staff just to maintain your aircraft yeah. and then have I mean, a pilot. He, you is, know. he is stimulating the economy. People have jobs because Jeff Bezos wants a plane. That's true. So. I'd probably just chartered. Jeff's plane. Yeah. <laughs> instead of, instead of yeah, there you own. go. Yeah, you don't need to own your own. Just yeah, borrow no. Jeff's. It's like buying a yacht. Like the idea is. Oh, those is, super liner yeah, yachts too. It's amazing. But like, frankly, the holding cost, you know, is like in the like millions of dollars a year to maintain one. God. I, you, I don't think so. No. I, saw, I saw a video right when Corona started of some billionaire. I don't know who he is. Then some foreign billionaire mm-hmm. that pulled his like super liner yacht into like a bay in like Italy or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And it's like 13 decks and oh, like yeah. three football fields oh, long. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. like, why the fuck do you even own this bro? It's incredible. Like, he owns a cruise ship. Right. Yeah. Why? I guess. What you are know. you doing on there? Do you just want to like, is he trying to see like if he can have sex in every room of the ship? Like I, maybe that's it, but then also it's like maybe you know some days you just need to travel overseas, and you think I'd rather you know take like a couple of weeks than like ten hours. No, no, you no, know? no, 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 no. That's not what he says. It's when he wants to travel overseas, <laughs> and he says, "You know what? 
I'd like to bring 500 of my friends along, yeah. and each of them can have a nice suite room to stay in. What's funny is how often those boats probably don't have that many people on them. I guarantee he's the only one on there. Majority it's him and the crew. Of the time, him right? and the crew and yeah. whatever like woman he wants to bring yeah. along at the time. It's pretty incredible. The the other, on, on, a, uh, on a YouTube uh, kind of binge one night, I somehow ended up on luxury uh, submarines is the new thing. <laughs> Right, so like you know, forget a yacht, like right on yeah, top any, of the water. Anybody That's, can be yeah. above sea level. Yeah, only peasants, right? <laughs> right on the water. <laughs> that's what it's getting to. It's, exactly. It's, it's who could be above the atmosphere or under the sea. No, like, that's that's, <laughs> that's the next step, right? Is like I have a luxury <laughs> submarine, or I went, you know, submarine. I went over from, you know, I did my flight to. Uh, you know, the states to Australia partially in orbit. Oh, God. You know, like, I don't know. It's it's just, it's so weird. Yeah. Luxury submarine. I, like, I mean, that, that, don't get me wrong, I'd like to go down to, into the ocean and like. Oh, I'd do it. Yeah. I, I, w- I would happily take 100%. a trip down there. Like, if that's yeah. a thing I could buy a ticket for. Oh, I don't you think will I, be able to. I, don't I mean, think you probably can right now. It's not something I need to own. I don't need to own a boat that goes underwater all no, the time. No, it seems ridiculous. You know, I, oh. I justify things that I that I have like based on my use case, right? So yeah. like, am I going to use this enough or not? And I just can't imagine a submarine of any size ever being on that <laughs> list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no submarine is definitely on on a use list. Uh, yeah, yeah. God. Uh, the other <laughs> one, other guy I wanted to touch on real quick because he was in the news recently. Is mm-hmm. remember uh, remember Martin Scarelli, the guy that owned that pharmaceutical company that like he bought like a patent on insulin and wanted to charge people like twelve hundred dollars mm. an insulin shot. Vaguely, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the best. So the news came out recently that uh, he was trying to get out of jail uh, or out of prison, I should say, because because coronavirus. Well, because of coronavirus, yeah. but he also said that uh, he wanted to help research a treatment. For coronavirus because he was in pharmaceuticals yeah uh, probably the last guy the, the best is that in the in the ap he goes a judge rejected the request of convicted pharmaceutical executive martin screlly to be let out of prison to research a coronavirus treatment noting Shocker. that probation officials viewed that claim as the type of delusional self-aggrandizing behavior that led to his conviction <laughs> <laughs> so they're like dude we know that you can't do shit come on you sit yeah. your ass in your cell now yeah. <laughs> i love that because yes and the guys like he just had such a smug little punchable face oh i mean just <laughs> hilarious like here i've got an idea you know why don't i what you locked me up for let me out of prison so that i can do it again <laughs> yeah except this time for something that's far worse in terms of like oh, quick yeah. death rate absolutely yeah <laughs> don't get me wrong diabetes is a terrible thing and like people need their insulin but 100 yeah he totally is just trying to do the same thing uh do you hear that the government is looking at allowing for like basically unwarranted searching of your browser history i have not heard that and yeah. um i'll be right back yeah I'm sure. <laughs> 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 no, I'm, like my my search history is probably the most boring shit ever so like today for instance no joke i was looking at pneumatic uh, uh pneumatic um uh like valves and things for a project that i'm working on for my for my car it was, you know, like the geekiest, most boring so no one stuff would ever. See that. Nobody wants to see that. Or like I'm looking at like, you know, solar generators. I don't know. It's it's really boring stuff. I mean, not to me, obviously, but. Well, it's just, and I know that the, the old 
adage is like, well, you shouldn't be doing anything wrong and then you won't have anything to worry about. Mm. Which, at the same time, like, why should you just get to see what I want? Well, just think about that on the on the very top level. Like, the idea of what you're doing is wrong mm-hmm. is very subjective, right? Well, <laughs> so. here's, here's the best part about it, though, is that any current standing congressman cannot be looked into. It's illegal to look at their stuff, but mm. they can look at all of yours. Yeah, so immediately, right? No. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it's automatically a problem. Yeah. And, and it sucks that some of this stuff it does, it just goes by the wayside. I mean, you're up to date on stuff, and you didn't know that this was happening. 100%. It's, it's pretty crazy, and I think that, um, you know, the, the one maybe positive thing about the current political climate, and I won't go too deep into this because I even have conflicting ideas about this, but the one thing I think that maybe is a general positive result from all of the unrest and, and kind of craziness that's that's happened politically is that many more people that I talk to on a regular basis have at least read an article or watched a video or had a conversation about politics in some way. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, the adverse benefit are people in general wanting to be a little more educated. If you can stand all of the ridiculous headlines and the, you know, the grandstanding and all that jazz. Mm. But if you can get past all that, I think in general people are wanting to know more about who they're voting for and what they're voting for and, you know, those kind of things. Although um, probably never enough, not to a level that you probably should. Yeah. You know. Well, the thing that the thing that really bothers me is that, you know, we take a look at the average age of the people that are in control of like these policies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they don't know how to use a computer, like to the <laughs> full extent of the computer. The computer is an email machine and a Facebook machine. Email machine. And that's it. That's yeah. all it does. And I mean, that, that's evident from when they were when they were having uh, Zuckerberg testify and the one mm. senator's like, why are you making these phones that don't do this and I can hold it up and it tracks my shit? And Zuckerberg's like, uh, we don't make phones. Sir. Yeah. Like the guy <laughs> yeah. doesn't, he has no fucking idea. He's like, that's an Apple phone. You may want to talk to Apple about right. that. Yeah. And these are the people that are like passing laws about who can search what and how you look into things. If anything, it's giving the the shady NSA young guys just oh, free man. reign to do whatever the fuck they 100%, want to. 100%, yeah. The Snowdens that didn't come out and say yes, anything, the that ones are that, are, just, there that are still in the basement, yeah. they're just looking at whatever the fuck they want Everything. to. Everything. They're browsing through it. They probably, you know, know what you texted your ex-girlfriend last week. Yeah. You know, like... They know all of they that know. stuff. They, they know. They do. all of that stuff. I mean, no, I, I mean, we're so insignificant that neither <laughs> yeah. one, of, none of them I would know, ever right. come for us. I guess I'm not that worried because, no. well, because I'm looking at pneumatic parts online. Yeah. yeah. So like they, go, <laughs> they stop by my, you know, browser history and they're like, next. <laughs> they're, they're looking at me search for a way around the $4.99 a month ad that uh, it costs to get Tetris for free on my phone. Yeah, right. Or like, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah, they're, they're not concerned about the, about the hack on no. the MacBook touchpad to skip ads on YouTube. <laughs> Look it up if you don't know. Oh, uh, wait, there's also, there's a really great, uh, if you go to youtube.com yeah. and you delete the letters B and E after like you've looked up a video, it yeah. goes to ute, Y-O-U-T dot com. Really? That lets you download whatever you were watching in MP3 or, uh, 
MPEG format. That's amazing. So like if you just want to save videos and yeah. stuff, that's a really cool way to do it. Well, there you go. All the like full length movies that are on YouTube. Yeah, there you go. You can have it. You can just yeah. save it and put it on a hard drive somewhere. Although it's funny, I was talking about uh, about this with uh, with my family over Mother's Day, and we were talking about how much time and effort I put into back not that long ago, really, of cataloging movies cds you know like music all digitally mm-hmm. of like do you remember like adding like ripping the cd and then going on and finding like the perfect sized artwork to like add oh, to did your you print library out, like, on a label oh you be, oh you've yeah. not physically like oh, printing no, no. a label for the cd no no but like making it digital so that like, yeah. all the you know all the album art was perfect oh, yeah. I, and then like even the information all the metadata my was, itunes like, library was perfection oh mine was glistening it was beautiful mm-hmm. and then like the you know thousand dollar like d-link media center to stream my movies mm-hmm. that like was slow and like in 480p or something mm-hmm. just awful and then what five years later you stream not that that's dramatic yeah probably 10 to 15 years later i don't even you know dude my my itunes library and i know that yours was probably bigger than mine but i had because it used to it count was. it used to <laughs> it used to count it used to count in terms of like not just hours, but it would tell you how many days worth of music you had. And I had eighty six point seven days of music. That was like a goal, right? Like yeah, how, can who, I have yeah, how more many music? how many more days? Yeah. Now my iTunes library has nine minutes worth of music <laughs> in it because I just pay for oh, yeah. someone else to store all this bullshit. Absolutely, I think mine's probably the same way. There are probably, I mean, a small handful, and most of it is, uh, like a lot of it's jazz actually, mm-hmm. of just stuff that the catalog just isn't there mm-hmm. and then um some old nirvana stuff that i had that was like un you know unreleased all the stuff yeah you had, like, i have a lot of unrele- like, unreleased yeah. or live tracks and yeah, stuff that yeah. i found that aren't available anywhere It'd be from, like, just, on their fan list or something but yeah to get but just the, from yeah. like a handful of bands though right? like it's yeah. nothing like there's no library very, very there few. yeah and mostly yeah. just for convenience speaking of burning cds when was the last time you <laughs> You put information onto a CD disc. Onto one. Yeah, any type is, of any type of information, files or documents. I mean, it has to be at least ten years. Yeah, has it been a decade? I mean, think? realistically, oh no, two thousand and ten. No, no. I take that back. I take it back. I maybe within the past five years, I had to burn the video of a sewer lateral scope. I have no idea what that is. Uh, it's something we use in the real estate world to, to inspect yeah, oh, okay. your, what your plumbing looks like. Sure. And I had a client who um, needed to see it, and the only way they could do it, he asked me to burn it to a CD. He was an older guy. Yeah. And so I said, you know, sure, here you go. And I What did he it. need to see? <laughs> what was he looking for? Well, nothing really, <laughs> right? Because the report is written and there's video. <laughs> but I got to see it. But he couldn't. Uh, get to the link on his computer sure. to figure out how to watch the video on his computer. Sure. So I burned it to a DVD <laughs> so that he could watch, <laughs> look at poopy water in his in his sewer in the lateral. The comfort of his own home. Yeah, which uh, you know, and what's even funnier about this for any real estate people is there was nothing wrong with the lateral, <laughs> and I actually told him that before I made him the CD. So there was no point in even watching it anyways. But he had to see it. He wanted to see it. Which, hey, you that's, know, well, that's I something that, you know, you have a culture that you're no, or a generation or two that's a little bit older, and they, they have to see it with their own eyes. Otherwise, it's not a real thing. I'll do almost anything for my clients, including burning CDs. <laughs> 
<laughs> if I could what find a, them, one I don't of know the where few, to buy them. one of the few services that <laughs> yeah. uh, that Brandon Mueller offers that no one else does. Listen, yeah, were you a realtor? <laughs> Burn you a DVD? Absolutely not. Probably not. Uh, speaking of real estate, that's another thing that I wanted to talk about. Uh, how has business been for you mm. guys during all of this? Yeah. What has it looked like? And then where do you see this going over yeah. the next six months to a year? Well, we got, you know, in the beginning of all this, nothing, the first few weeks, not much changed until um, the city and the state started getting a little more strict on some of the restrictions. So, and that kind of started with um, doing away with open houses, you know, first, we, uh, those one way. And then also, you know, kind of the process of showing homes. So, you know, gloves, masks, you know, uh, I mean, even going like taking your shoes off um, and was a little odd, you know, if you're showing a client a home, open the door, let them walk through by themselves, you know, and so it create it created a lot of kind of tricky things to work around, but none of that was horribly inconvenient aside from the scheduling of appointments made it really tricky because obviously only one group need to go through a house at one at, at once. And so scheduling was kind of a nightmare. So if I was taking somebody out to go see four or five properties, that would normally take an hour-ish, hour and a half maybe, somewhere in that ballpark. And instead it would take hours to go see that because you know you go up to the house, somebody's still there from the previous appointment, so on and so forth. Ugh. But so the, you know some hassle, but um, really the greater impact as we've moved forward through this um, is uh, a lot of people's reluctancy to list their property for sale because, um, well, for a number of reasons, but a little uncertainty about uh, being able to, you know, what the future looks like for, you know, uh, for home values and what it looks like for, uh, on the other side, the flip side of that coin of purchasing, all became, uh, you know, it gives people a little anxiety and it makes it a little more difficult. And so in turn, you know, if you're, when you're representing buyers, our inventory right now is pretty low. <clears throat> There's just not a whole lot out there to buy. And when that happens, um, you get a number of things that go on, one of which are prices generally go up, right? Um, and so right now, it is relatively difficult to, uh, for a buyer to obtain a property to begin with without being pretty aggressive, you know, when it comes to the purchase side of things. And that can mean price or other things but um so that becomes a little more difficult and then more recently as lenders have started to tighten up you know some of their restrictions of how you qualify for a loan or what type of loan that also makes it more difficult um which really you know in my opinion isn't necessarily a bad thing you know uh the more qualified buyers can be for my listings i'm happy about and the more qualified my buyers can be, I'm also happy about because as they're, as as we continue along their path of home ownership, and they, you know, we do the second deal or the third deal with them, it just means that generally they're going to be in a better position as they move forward. So I don't necessarily view it as a negative thing, but certainly the volume of sales that we're doing are just not, you know, uh, not what they were. And then this pricing ordeal can be a little concerning because. Um, where we're not super worried about some sort of mortgage crisis again. I, I don't have much fear about that. The, this pricing uh, thing that happens with these elevated, you know, escalating prices 
uh, creates a situation where you, you do worry a little bit about maybe a bubble with pricing, you know, to some extent. Mm-hmm. So there's all that. Um, do you see any any indication of like a, a housing crash of any kind because of all of this? Or you, you know, uh, realistically, I, I don't see some sort of uh, incredibly dramatic you know, event or some sort of ledge that we're going to fall off of. I I really don't. And mostly as the, as the transactions and the volume kind of slows to some extent, these kind of, uh, exaggerated prices or these, you know, all these kind of more extreme situations while they are happening, there's not a lot of it taking place. And so I think like most things, it'll slowly kind of, uh, level out and kind of bounce back uh, Mm -hmm. to it, you know, to, to, some sort of normalcy you know when it comes to when it all comes down to it and realistically too for um for a great majority of us realtors out there um we've been through a lot of these sort of hardships and these these times where things get really strange and there's different situations for buyers and for your sellers and those sorts of things and if you are if your business is prepared for it right um by way of you know um how you handle your clients and the sort of uh, how you operate your business. If it's, if it's structured properly, then this shouldn't be, it's not fun, but it's, it shouldn't be uh, some sort of catastrophic issue for you. What do you, what do you see with uh, people that are like landlords renting to yeah. people? How is, how is that affecting them? And then yeah. what, what are their like, cause I know that there's a lot of people that are concerned that I don't have a job and like, I'm going right. to get kicked out of my house cause I can't pay my rent. Right. I will say, so that's kind of an interesting uh, side of this, uh, flip side of this coin. So I am a, I'm also a real estate investor and mm-hmm. a landlord. And um, to date, I have had no issues. There was certainly some uncertainty coming into the front of this. But between um, some people still figuring out a way to work, at least even limited, those sorts of things. Um, and then, of course, all the assistance that's going on right now. Uh, people's generally people's primary concern right now is their shelter and how they're you know feeding themselves Mm -hmm. and so um i personally and most other investors that i know haven't really experienced any issues as of yet right um but primarily i should say that there's a bit of a caveat to that similar to the real estate business if you if you are over leveraged on your properties right or if you haven't purchased something correctly, or if you haven't uh, done your work to get good quality tenants, then this situation could be a lot more scary, right? So, you know, even if I have a bit of a vacancy rate higher than normal on my properties, um, that's not the end of the world for me, the way that things are structured. Additionally, um, the quality of tenants too you know, they're going to let you know. And so even if I, in worst case scenario, if I had to modify a lease or, you know, work something out for a month or two while they're going through some of this, those are all things that I have the flexibility to do. Right. And for the right tenant, I think most landlords will make that sort of thing work. Right. So, um, I think it's kind of a catch 22. Now I will say if we continue as time goes by, I do think there's going to be an escalating uh, amount of these situations where tenants are having more trouble paying their rent because either as as the assistance you know kind of thins out or as um, you know employment opportunities thin out 
um, those sort of things, if people aren't affected already, I think there's more of those issues that are going to pop up as we move forward. So I think there is still some risk, but you know. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so how much do you do in the world of like commercial real estate? Mm. Very little. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a obviously a very similar discipline, but uh, different from my day to day. You know, the majority of my business is with retail clients, and by retail, I just mean the typical buyer and seller, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then also work with a good number of investors, uh, and then obviously my own uh, side of the investment uh, side of things. At commercial, we do a little bit occasionally, but it typically is only really spillover from my existing clients that sure people to get that into have bought that. something right from yeah. previously. Because yeah. my my whole thought is, especially when seeing all of these different businesses that have told their employees working from home has been going good. Mm -hmm. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and have you stay home until yeah. July. Yeah. What does it look like for these office buildings that have floors rented out to these places where there used to be a hundred yeah. cubicles in there and now that company only needs six? As real estate goes, I think in my humble opinion, as a non-commercial real estate expert, I do think that'll be probably one of the largest impacts is gonna be these businesses that now after you know, not having their employees in the office as much, realizing that they're completely capable of doing this remote work more often, and um, a bunch of other cost savings that people are experiencing, and you know, the businesses that are still operating more or less like normal. <clears throat> I think that uh, you're going to see exactly that of just uh, people that aren't going to need to lease as much space, um, and will find ways to bounce back from this. And one of those will obviously be one of the largest expenses on their P&L. Yeah, which is going to be rent. rent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think about that, uh, like, especially for being, uh, you know, a restaurateur downtown. Sure. Yeah. And a lot of the office buildings around here that we took a lot of, you know, had a lot of uh, clientele come from. Mm -hmm. A lot of those folks are not going back to those office buildings anytime soon. No, I think so. Yeah, it is concerning for more urban areas, um, especially like ours down here, where, you know, you have... Certainly, there are a solid number of residents that live in the area, but um, a great amount of the traffic for a lot of these businesses, you know, hotels and for, you know, the restaurants and the bars and all that are people that don't necessarily live down here uh, that are either traveling for work or even coming in from the county to work at their office down here in the mm -hmm. city, you know, so... Um, I do see that as a major issue for multiple industries, you know, but especially real estate. I think that's going to be a commercial real estate. I think that will be a big issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, the, the wild West in terms of pretty much everything right now. It certainly is. And I think the most creative, you know, there will be some creative solutions around how to utilize that space, you know, like going forward. But it's also, it's just interesting because of how much is going to be affected by, people's uh desire to not be close to each other mm -hmm. you know and regardless of whatever rules or regulations are in place around it i think people are going to be really cautious yeah. on, on my way down i was driving by um by the foundry mm -hmm. and I remember, that's still in full swing like the construction and everything yeah, absolutely it looks like it's full steam ahead and i remember i was i was just thinking to myself i you know, just a few months ago i was so excited about it opening right because yeah. i mean it's just a it's a really neat if you're not familiar with it, look it up. 
anybody yeah, in St. Uh, Louis probably knows uh, about it. STLCityFoundry.com, I think, I think something so. along yeah, those lines. I think so. Or just uh, STL Foundry, uh, if you want to take a look. It's a, basically like going to be a big open air, mm-hmm. but also like entertainment complex. And yeah. uh, it's also going to be connected by a, uh, a city walk pathway yep. from downtown to what was essentially just abandoned buildings up about yeah. a year and a half, two years ago. A so, few large warehouses yeah. that were sitting there doing nothing. Yeah, it, it, it's connecting two portions of town that really were just dead space in between, yeah. which that being uh, St. Louis University's campus and the downtown area. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, yeah. but anyway, going back. Exciting yes, it, stuff, but yeah, now, totally exciting. You know, yeah, I think to myself, like, I don't know if I'll be in a rush to go check it out. I mean, I really, I hope movie theaters are still a thing because, man, I want an Alamo draft house so uh, bad. Yeah, I'm so telling bad. you what. I just, uh, yeah, so I, and I think all, all in good time, right? I think as people, people just need to be able to experience normalcy for a while to not be scared of it. You know, it's just going to take some time. Yeah. But I mean, then again, you have people that are out there today, just gung fucking hoe. That's true. I don't know. I mean, you won't catch me out there like that to to each his own. And and I think that I'm in, I'm in the same boat you are. It's, I don't think you'll necessarily catch me out that i mean yeah. fuck dude i ordered from el burro loco today for lunch <laughs> i had tacos and guess what you can add a premium margarita with each item that you order so i ordered my tacos a la carte guess what i'm having for dinner <laughs> yeah el burro loco <laughs> they're delicious but i mean that's the thing like i don't necessarily need to go to a bar or restaurant to enjoy right. that same thing yeah you got to pay a little bit of a premium to get it brought to your house I think but it's it's kind of relative right like yeah. if i'm out i'm probably gonna have like that You're extra drink or yeah, you'll you know have more or, exactly or go to the second place or something like mm-hmm. that so paying five bucks for a delivery yeah you know yeah it's it's uh it's interesting how and I, I don't remember if i talked about this last week but how this technology that we've had all along that we you know like kind of <laughs> yeah. took kind of took for granted right. a little bit yeah showed how essential it really was during this whole COVID-19 stay at home order. Everybody can't go anywhere. Imagine had it been 2004 and all of this shit went down and you had to stay home. And then you'd really put that fucking iTunes library to right. good use. Oh that dealing gosh. media server, man, you'd be spinning that <laughs> I, plate in that hard drive so the, fast. The hard drive would be dead by now. No <laughs> doubt. It would have blown All the up. movies cataloged are gone. Gone forever. <laughs> All right, Pay cool. $3,000 for hard drive recovery. <laughs> well, let's yeah. take a quick break and uh, we'll come back with, uh, I don't know, some more exciting things to talk about. So, cool. Hold on. Yeah, so I, uh, I downloaded... Red Dead Redemption Two. It's part of Game Pass on uh, on oh, yeah. Xbox. I I have yet to play it. Like mm. I, like it came out what October of last year. Oh yeah, I've, I've got it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know you guys all got yeah, it. Yeah. You all got it. But I I had yet to play it, and I've downloaded it, and there's it's sitting there, hundred gigs, uh, and there's just something about it that mm-hmm. I can't bring myself to turn it. It's it's a fear of opening up a Pandora's box of like. Oh well, it is one. Yeah, I, I, I imagine yeah. I liken it to obviously not with the the physical dependency but like right. the junkie that like has the heroin in front of him again for the first time and well, he's just like I, I i know what happens if i tap into it's this it's doing silly things like like hunting birds with a bow and arrow <laughs> for like two hours for no reason right i mean the reward is very little you know you get like two cents for a bird or something <laughs> two cents a bird i don't know but yeah there was there were i think that's why i stopped playing it and what's interesting is i've never been much of like a gamer in that way but through all of this like through i think you guys might have talked about this last week we talked a little bit about about gaming more about how uh like twitch gaming and stuff had become a little bit more popular but yeah not so much just like 
people at home. I've certainly been playing way more, you know, yeah. during all this because you just get bored of stuff. You know, you read a little bit, you do whatever, yeah. but eventually it's like, all right, I'm going to play, you know. And uh, yeah, no, it is a, that's a deep rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been one of those people that's, how much online shopping for nonsense can I do over the course of uh, oh, man, a week? And yeah, it's real bad. I, I, I mean, granted, a lot of the things, I, I justify a lot of the stuff that I've bought with the fact that these are things that I've needed for a while and just haven't really had the opportunity sure. to like yeah. either shop for them or purchase them right. or, you know, whatever. So, uh, but I got a, got a new TV, which is really cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, Samsung smart TV. But the thing that I found out about it is there's this app called TV plus, which is like, I, I want to say shitty off brand television. Um, <laughs> really? But it, it's free. Is and it, it's, they, is it Samsung's content? It's like, so it's a Samsung app. I've never heard of it or seen it on anything else, yeah, me neither. but they have channels like buzzer, which is all game shows. Oh, and then they have like okay. other, like there's a CBS news channel, which is just 24 hour news and stuff. Ah, so I there's see. some channels that are real sure. or like have like stuff on them. Yeah. The best channel though, I discovered today, there is a channel just called kitchen nightmares and it is only Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's just it's nothing non-stop. else. It is an episode of Kitchen Nightmares with ads from the uh, the Ad Council, which is mostly like PSAs, like right, right, right. fatherhood.org and stuff right. like that. Right. Uh, I, I was shocked, but also I was like, all right. I can deal with this TV plus now because my girlfriend saw it and she thought it was hilarious. And she's like, Oh, we got to watch this. It has game shows. And I was like, this is the dumbest shit ever. But then I discovered the kitchen nightmares channel and now I'm cool. Of course you were. Yeah. You love Gordon. Ramsay. <laughs> I love Gordon Ramsay. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I like him too. There is, there was a, I can't remember which one of the shows that I, I'm sure it was like master chef or whatever. I've watched, I watch all of them, but I, I think I started watching like one of the more recent seasons, like maybe the last season or the most current one or whatever. And I, I really, I got into it, you know, I liked mm-hmm. it. And I went back mm-hmm. to watch some of the older seasons and they're awful in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Well, like visually and everything like, yeah, oh, the, they, the production quality is yeah. really bad. And then the, it's like, so the level of the reality TV factor is so mm-hmm. high that it's, it's almost for me anyways, it's like unwatchable. So there, there's a game <laughs> that I want to play. Uh, <laughs> and it's, it's a kitchen nightmares based game and i've just mm-hmm. i literally just created this right now mm. um so we sit down and we watch a game of kitchen nightmares yeah a game a show of kitchen <laughs> nightmares and as the show goes on you start placing bets on whether it was open or closed oh. like if, if you can still go to okay. that place today sure and then after the show's over there's a website that's actually devoted to every episode of kitchen nightmares no and whether the restaurants are still open or closed or not and so then we could search and see who was open and who was i'm not closed. gonna lie watching bar rescue is it yeah that's yeah. the thing right yeah that's uh john taffer's basically yeah, yeah. it's his th- it's the kitchen nightmares except for yeah. bars only i like him less than i like gordon Kind of. John Taffer just seems like an abrasive asshole. For no reason. Right? Gordon Ramsay shows heart in a lot of his episodes. Oh, yeah. He's like he's like one of those agents that I deal with that is just like immediately, nothing's happened, right? We're not even, we haven't even started talking or negotiating anything, and they're immediately a dick for no reason, <laughs> you know, other for, for no other reason. Like yeah. they're annoyed that they picked up their phone to yeah. make money. Anyways, he reminds me of, of those kind of Who people. John Taffer does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to go back, what I was saying is... uh Every time I've watched that show, 
It's awful, by the way. It's not good. Originally, when it first came out, it was not bad. Really? It's, it has gone so far downhill. I've only watched some of the more recent. Yeah. But every time I watch an episode, I immediately like Google the restaurant or the bar yeah. to see if it's yeah, still Yeah, see open. if it's still around. And what's funny is I think I maybe watched three or four episodes. I think mm-hmm. every one of them were closed. Yeah, well, and that's the thing with the, the Kitchen Nightmares game, too, yeah. is that if you bet on closed, you've got a pretty good odds of it coming out <laughs> Most that likely, way. Yeah. But in, in all fairness, though, there, there's a reason behind that. Uh, essentially, it's that a lot of these restaurants are already on their last leg to begin right. with, yeah. and they record an episode, and then that episode doesn't air for at least like nine months oh, it's after. Oh, too late by then. Yeah, yeah so like yeah. They're, they're hanging on by a thread, and... Had the episode maybe hit the air like a week after Gordon was there or something to promote it? For sure. Like, oh, wow, these guys got a half hour of promotion on television television. for free. Yeah, right. Let's go Mm -hmm. check out their restaurant. But a lot of the time, you know, it's still just the community that they're Mm -hmm. in that knows them as being garbage. And yeah, Gordon Ramsay came by. If you even paid attention to know that that happened. Right. Like, you know, there's a restaurant in town that Gordon Ramsay went or uh, John Taffer went to, right? I didn't actually. Yeah. It's actually right down the street from my house. It's called Crafted. Oh, yeah, I know what yeah, Crafted is. that used to be Van Gogh's um, a few years ago. I think I also and, recall that. And John Taffer came in and changed it, and it's called Crafted now. Um, and it's still around, but the uh, the thing about that that I had heard is that that owner was in no way, shape, or form like hurting in any way. Really? They, the producers just came to her and was like, hey, uh, we'd, we'd be interested in you being uh-huh. on the show. Do you, want to, do you want to be on the show? And she was like, yeah, I guess so. So she basically just got a free remodel uh, out of- It's like House Hunters. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fake. Yeah. And yeah. Exactly. Like, like yeah. Spig and I talked about last week. Property Brothers and all that stuff. Oh yeah, it's the reality, fakest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Reality TV. That's what it is. They, they've. I've been asked by, uh, by uh, House Hunters twice, to be on there as the agent. Oh, will you please do it? I turned it down because it's a total waste of time. Oh, but it's fun. I mean, sure, it did sound kind of fun, but it's fun. But what I don't like is the portrayal because I don't want to. I don't want my clients to, to like see the, you as like the, the no, smarmy, as, yeah, agent. As the, because they always make the agent look like we're these like sleazy, Mm-mm. uneducated, like we don't know what we're doing, or we say all these weird stuff about a house. You know, Mm-mm. all the all the things that you think if you haven't bought a house in a long time. All the things that you think an agent say, you know, like about, you know, how charming something is or whatever. Oh, sure. We don't, I mean, I shouldn't say we, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> don't talk some. like that. But, uh, you know, and so my thought was. Yeah, okay, they encourage you to say those I'm things. I'm going to go be on this show to show houses that I'm not going to sell with clients that aren't mine and be portrayed in a way that isn't me well and that's the downside too is that you have no real control over how they portray you whatsoever Nothing, right you have to sign over everything and by the way uh you don't get paid for it no it's just being on tv yeah which frankly which, for for a struggling real estate agent though i mean <laughs> trust me why <laughs> watch most of those agents <laughs> are they all struggling i mean listen almost any other realtors out there will feel this Anytime you've seen like most agents on there, you either think one of two things. Either one, it's an actual good agent that decided to do this for fun, all the reasons you just yeah, said. Yeah, just for fun. And like in the moment, you can see them like starting to regret that they're doing <laughs> it. <laughs> or B, it is the horrible agent that just got the lucky call for yeah. some reason to be on it. And they're really excited like it's going to change their yeah, career. Their, their career. Yeah. <laughs> on their business card, it's as seen on House Hunters. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And instead, they come off as the most like incompetent, annoying 
like unprofessional person that you've ever experienced God. and then it makes all of us look bad <laughs> yeah but it is also kind of like it's a little bit that's like reality tv for realtors is watching things like property brothers or like those because it's like so unrealistic mm-hmm. it's just, it's entertaining it's pure entertainment yeah well that's what all that stuff is that's reality tv in a nutshell is just all entertainment for the sake of entertainment i mean that's why that's why i tend to stick to sitcoms and things like that at least i know that it's just a story and that's it's not true. they're not yeah. trying to pass it off as being real no, i no. i know that in community you know pierce didn't actually you know yes <laughs> wear a cookie monster robe at a community <laughs> college one day uh, man, I love that show. If you've never seen Community, uh, it's on Netflix now. Every didn't, every season is available for streaming. Didn't they just do some sort of uh, thing so, on YouTube or something like that? Yeah, that was a, so I need to watch that. They're, I don't know if it's out yet, but they're looking at... So everybody but Chevy Chase, because mm-hmm. Chevy fell out of favor with all those people. I didn't uh, know that. But Donald Glover is going to be a part of it as Troy, and like they're all coming back together to do like a, a Zoom script read-through. He's one of my top man crushes, by the way. Oh, Donald Glover? Yeah, dude. Yeah, he's, I he's mean, the bomb. It's, it's a ridiculous amount of talent. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. it's crazy to, like, because I remember when Community came out. Like, I watched it the very first season. Yeah. And I remember really loving the character mm-hmm. and then, like, finding out who Childish Gambino was because Gambino had mixtapes and things at the time still. Yes. Uh, and then going from that into just wanting to do the recording stuff exclusively uh to then eventually uh doing atlanta which i love atlanta atlanta is amazing that show is so good and you also need to i think it i don't know what streaming service it's on probably amazon at least but uh guava island i don't know what that is watch it okay is he in it yeah he's the main character okay and um it's pretty amazing. Rihanna is also one of the main characters mm-hmm. and it features some of his actual music. And it's so I let me state this first. I hate musicals with a passion. I can't oh, really, I can't watch them. I see. I always say that I like them and my girlfriend's like, no, you don't. And then she's like, here, let me <laughs> sing you a song. And she sings me a song. She's yeah. like, what musical is that from? And I'm like, I don't know. She's like, see, you don't like musicals. And I was like, you know, just cause I don't, know what that's they're not fair. from yeah that's doesn't a little mean too. that i can't sit down and enjoy a music so i'm gonna check myself because i should say the same thing i think i dislike most i also don't use the word hate very much yeah but i dislike most musicals i've ever seen i'm now, not a, i'm not a fan of musicals where they just sing everything no like, like in every conversation minutes, like breaking, com- well right, no just yeah. like even conversation is yeah, just song yeah like it's they're just, just annoying yeah I, yeah I don't like that i'm not a fan if you break into song every now and then like in a uh, the Greatest Showman, the Hugh Jackman one. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that was great. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I had no problem with that. That's better. But I would say Guava Island is like, if I'm going to be into a musical at all, mm-hmm. like the little portions of that that are musical-esque. Okay. That's my kind. You said of, this is on Amazon? That's my shit. Amazon I, Prime? I'm going to look it up because yeah, please do. I, uh, you need to watch it. And so does everybody yeah, listening. I'm, it's, I'm, a, I'm a big Glover fan. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the, the nice things about the whole quarantine stuff uh, is like all the all the programming and stuff that I've meant to catch up on, or like mm-hmm. things that I have intended to watch on my off days. Because I'm still I'm still essential in quotes, kind of like how you are. Like you yes. still have stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. So, but hours and everything have been greatly reduced, so I have more time to just kind of hang out and do whatever I feel like. Uh, it is on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, perfect. Yeah. I'll so watch it when I get home today. Watch that, and he reminds me like. Donald and his work reminds me of this video 
that I was just watching about somebody reacting to um, Little Dicky's freestyle. He said, if you don't like Little Dicky's freestyle, then you just don't like music. (laughs) (laughs) And I agree with him, right? Like, even if you don't like the lyrics or you don't find it like the rhythm and the cadence and the it's just uh it's good right Mm -hmm. it's 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 just good yeah and this movie is the same way like if you don't like something about this movie or Mm -hmm. like the music or that sort of thing you have bad taste period (laughs) okay like you may not love the movie right like it's may not the whole thing may not be for you but like some of his music and that sort of thing especially some of the stuff that's in that movie like if you don't like it then I mean, like, you're probably not going to be friends with me. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Well, I'll make sure to enjoy it. Then. Yeah, you're going to like it. Uh, <laughs> yes. Oh, so last episode of The Last Dance aired on Sunday. Oh, I have not seen this. Oh, my God. What I the fuck is it. with all you people and not watching this documentary series? All right. So I know I've been. Do I'm, you know what it is? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I've been. I've been a little reluctant about it. Oh, it's and so good. I've only like I've only been I also want to I want to be in a position to be able to like binge it all. At yeah, once. Well, it's it's bingeable so now. now. It's out, so yeah, it's on uh, on ESPN's website or yeah. on their app on, you know, streaming platforms yeah. and stuff like that. I think I'm just very apprehensive about my personal like Dude. my biggest childhood heroes being like being totally dissected. It's because, not like that. Well, right, but you have to understand like I have had like as a as like a 35 year old mixed person Mm -hmm. right like my heroes were very specific like group of people Mm -hmm. and for me it's even a little more complicated i would argue than both both of the the 90s michaels are in there okay jackson and jordan so right so like for me what happened to michael and all that stuff was like I mean, it was seri- like it hit me a little bit. You know what I mean? So, like when this, when I saw this stuff coming out, I was like a little apprehensive. <laughs> I was there's, like, and there, there's a little bit that can be said for that. Like yeah. they, they point to him as being kind of an asshole sometimes mm-hmm. and a little controlling and things like that. Yeah, but um, but who? But I think I think that just comes with being the best at something. Hundred percent. Like if 100%. you're you're so fucking light years ahead of everyone yeah. else that you just want some sort of competition. At least this is what I gathered How from it. How many people thought Steve Jobs was an asshole? Yeah. Oh, right? dude, everybody thought Almost Steve Jobs everybody was an asshole. You knew. He was yeah. also kind of an asshole. But right. <laughs> but I mean so was Michael Jordan. Exactly. But I think like it's like you're so good at something and it in an effort where like on basketball or in a basketball game where like you have teammates and stuff, you want to try to drag them to your level. So yeah, like right. you, you have like equal playing of course. Field. Like you don't want to right. be carrying everything. Yeah. And a lot of guys on the team kind of come out and say that, yeah, he did just that. I mean, it was like, we got dragged kicking and screaming along the way sometimes, but I mean, he got us to where we needed to go. And sometimes that's just, that's what it takes, you know, like yeah. that's the cost of, of, of achieving I don't know, achieving greatness sounds like such a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah. But realistically, I mean, achieving a high level, you know, like accomplishments that are at that kind of high level is, are just, uh, well, and to be, to be world renowned before you can do anything to promote yourself in any way. That's crazy. Other people looked at him and said, that guy's the best. Right. And we need to make sure that the world knows it. Whereas now, I mean, everybody says that they're the best via social media and everything. And yeah, I find it annoying, you know, but the, the one thing that I misquoted or not necessarily misquoted, but misspoke last week, because I did a little more research into the last dance because I was curious about it. 
So the documentary fr- film crew that followed him mm-hmm. was 97 and 98, and it was Michael Jordan allowed them to follow the team with the stipulation that the footage was never used until he said it was okay. Wow. So for 20 years, people have come to him wow. with different ideas for yeah. the footage to be used, right. and it took until 2017 for him to finally say, all right, let's go ahead and do this. Now I'm even um, more intrigued. I want to watch it more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so they made it. It was supposed to come out, I think, last year, mm-hmm. and then it was supposed to come out this year, except not until June, but because of all the COVID stuff, ESPN right. and Netflix released it early. So, um, But, dude, I'm, I promise you, Every episode's an hour long. It's a 10-hour docuseries. Yeah. Not a minute of that went by where I was like, man, this is boring. I don't really? want to watch this anymore. I'm Every episode it. ended, and I was like, all right, I want another one. I'm and I was, in the, I was in the week wait period a few times and could not wait for Sunday to roll around so I could watch another right. episode. It was, right. It's fantastic. It I'm really, really is good. Was Juanita in there at all? Juanita? His ex-wife. No, I don't believe so there's a lot of like secondary ancillary people that are mm-hmm. in it like uh his security team from okay. 97 98 yeah. is in there a few times all the players obviously uh but a lot of players from other teams too which is really really awesome really? larry larry bird larry bird has a great quote about when he and michael jordan played each other and jordan scored something like this would this was in like the playoffs and they're talking to bird and bird's like yeah uh you know they, he Jordan had just scored like sixty something points or yeah. something like that, and Bird said that wasn't Michael Jordan on the court. That was God disguised as Michael Jordan <laughs> on the court. Uh, but like, there, it's filled with great stuff. Right, like that. right, right. Anytime any of the episodes that kind of feature or focus on Dennis Rodman are also really, really good. Because oh, Rodman would just like up and go, and Ooh, it's most like entertaining. Dennis guys has in the been gone for three days now. Where's right. Dennis? Yeah. But uh, it also goes to show how awesome he was at like. He just had this thing. He had to go party, but when it yeah. when it came time to play, he was there to he play. Was, he showed up. You he, know, of of everybody that's featured in the in the series, he's clearly like the standout right. personality of everything. Right. But uh, which is yeah. amazing because where's Dennis these days? You know what I mean? Uh, you never hear about him anymore. What's he doing? I don't know. I mean, he was hanging with Kim Jong Un last I heard. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you don't really hear anything. When was the last time you heard about Michael Jordan prior to this documentary coming out? I mean, aside from the uh, whatever that meme is of him crying and shit. Oh, yeah. The crying Jordan meme. Yeah. So I had a thought on why I'm going to be totally honest with you. I don't even I don't know like the origin of that meme. (laughs) I'm not hip to that sort of stuff. I don't don't know know either. I don't know know where it came from. Just go to go to knowyourmeme.com. You can find out about it. That's not a website that you find in my search history. Uh, No, no. It doesn't have any type of electronic parts or controllers. (laughs) I don't care. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) i've lost all train of thought oh wait no going back to it so i had a thought as to why and i this is purely out of my ass just like shower thought uh why this documentary now of all times Mm. came out yeah and my thought was shoes Uh adidas has kind of taken over as like the collectible shoe to have i mean you're right right and this happened right around probably 2017 2018 yeah when they really started to take off and when did jordan agree to this whole thing to talk about michael Uh jordan and the like they focused on the shoes a couple of times oh really like yeah like like at one point he wears placement in there yeah they they talk about how he's wearing the original pair that he wore back when he first won a championship and all of this stuff and like this is his last time playing here so he's got to wear the original Air Jordans Trying and to stuff. drive some stock prices Dude, up in those uh, As shoes. I'm watching this, man, what do I find myself doing? I'm on Nike's website looking really? up Air Jordans. Yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, man, it works. It's very subliminal. It's very subtle. I'll tell you, we have a uh, we have a good friend that is a that is very big into a particular brand of shoes. Is Corey still buying shoes that much? You know, 
I will say that during all this, he has been very disciplined, and he's he's not been uh, he's not been buying very much. But because um, he's like what he's like a pair a month. Oh yes, I don't know how many. I'd like to. But he also doesn't keep any of the shoes. No, like he, he does. He some. does resell. You know, he does resell yeah. a lot of them. And you know, if there's a market in that. It's pretty amazing of to a way to actually mm-hmm. make some money. But um, I've never really been. I shouldn't say that. I do have a brand of shoes that I like, but not like tennis shoes and stuff like that. But I do like the Adidas stuff. I do. They're comfortable. Yeah, I'm wearing they look a, good. I'm wearing a new pair of Adidas right now. I have some Ultra Boost on as we speak. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's not, not sponsored. Yeah, not, not a sponsor. <laughs> Although, if anybody does want to sponsor this, I wholeheartedly stand behind Dr. Squatch soaps. I so, saw your post about Dr. So, Squatch today. I did. I just, I got my soap finally. Did I, say, I, I said Squash. Yeah, it's Squatch. Like Sasquatch. <laughs> like Sasquatch. Um, Is that the same guys that do the, uh, that had that funny commercial about shaving or something so you're thinking of like a dollar shave club no 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 there's another guy oh no no, i'm sorry i'm sorry not about shaving but about sunglasses is it the same guy i don't know if there's a sunglasses thing it it might be it might be all the same um but dr squatch so i I saw these commercials a couple of times and the thing that struck me was like i love like the smell of like forestry and pine and things like that i wish i was in the forest right now yeah i know who doesn't Yeah, yeah you can take your jeep uh yes but uh so like at christmas time I buy the Glade plugins and the candles that smell like Christmas trees. Okay. And it's a fragrance that you don't find year round in most places. Right. Short of being specialty. Sure. So this company, Dr. Squatch is like through the mail, USA made organic soaps. And the soaps are like, they have different packs and stuff, but I bought like the forestry bundle and it's like oh, yeah. pine tar and like <laughs> golden, awesome. golden yeah. moss and like, crushed cedar and they smell fucking amazing and like they have shampoos and they have like a pine cologne which i also bought oh my uh, God. yeah it's it, it's incredible this makes me want to put on flannel and get an axe out dude <laughs> you have no idea you have no idea uh but yes if any if i could get any type of sponsor for this it would be dr squatch i'll take uh, some soap yeah i free free soap i i I'll pay you to be a sponsor. Just let me talk about it and occasionally send me a soap. They're uh, probably going to be in line with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that their stuff is incredible. Like I, I, I feel cleaner after using it. Yeah. Like I, I wholeheartedly support this product. Uh, and mainly because I saw this and I was like, I want to smell that. And then it took like three and a half weeks because of COVID for it to get to me. So I had built up in my head how much I wanted this to oh, come man, in the, the mail. The anticipation must have been killing you. Oh, dude, it was murder. It was absolute murder. And now it's finally come and it's everything I dreamed it would be. So, oh my God. yeah. <laughs> Very rarely that. does it pay off. Also, side note, um, we need to actually do an episode from the forest, like on location. We can. Camping somewhere. Yeah, no, we can totally do that. I yeah. mean, we just we need a single outlet to make sure that the computer cool. has power. And other you, than that, you we're know this, guys. I've, I've oh, got yeah. it under control. Yeah. I mean, so Brandon and I were talking on the way up here, and uh, you're going to, you're installing a compressor in your Jeep mm-hmm. to make the tires deflate and then reinflate when you're done. Onboard air system. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you're also going to install a... A what? A valve out of the back of the bumper? Yeah, there'll be an air chuck uh, an air on the chuck. back of the uh, on the back of the jeep to let my friends fill up their tires, or <laughs> you know, if we're on the beach, fill up a raft or something. <laughs> I don't know, just random shit. The, uh, then what? You're also installing dual winches. Yeah, yeah. So front and rear winch, <laughs> and uh, onboard water system. What's so the water can, system for? Uh, the water system is uh, 
incorporation with the you're laughing. I know you love this. It's just I mean it's awesome, but it's so ridiculous. So there's a there's a uh, if you're camping right and you're you go out and you cook right. Uh, you're in the middle of nowhere and you're cooking and you make a mess right like as you're cooking a good meal at home so then you got to wash the dishes <laughs> so what do you do you fill up a, a bowl of water and you know scrub them in there that sucks <laughs> instead they'll be pressurized hot water to do dishes with like you where does the water would. get stored in the jeep just in the bed uh yeah so there's a uh basically a, a food grade uh <laughs> Food. No, is this for like food trucks? Is that what this is designed for initially? Um, this you can't know, be. Actually, for, it was not designed with what you're using it. In primarily, mind. actually, for RVs. Okay, is really what it's used okay. for. So storing, you know, food grade water, so potable water, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it's got a lot of space, so mm-hmm. it can be as much as you want. And you basically can use that for uh, washing dishes, for showering, all sorts of great stuff. God. But yeah, don't worry. And also, we'll have a whole <laughs> solar battery set up. You could power this whole thing we could broadcast live from Man, the middle of nowhere that is glamping that is glamping that's not camping that's glamorous camping is what you're doing well you know be that as it may <laughs> i mean i it's don't nothing wrong with being it. comfortable it's, hey hey dude more power to you man yeah. uh no i would love to i would love to do a recording from the forest somewhere absolutely yeah yeah absolutely that sounds like and to me that's kind of the whole point right it's just that is to to do all that is really only to service the ability to go stay in mm-hmm. the wilderness and in the middle of nowhere yeah. for as long as you want to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you you've essentially your vehicle is a is a portable get out bag. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like my yeah, it's my it's a large go bag. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, you just you fill it with some of the essentials that you need and the the vehicle does the rest of the stuff. Put some food in the twelve volt fridge. <laughs> What was that car from back in the day? It was designed to be like taken apart and like you'd take it to the beach and like there was a boom box like built into the door and everything. Oh, you know I what I'm know. talking about? No, I don't, but I There's want to some now. vehicle. It was I'm kind of surprised that oh, this, may be, this may be the one time in the history of ever that Kyle has known a fact about cars <laughs> that I don't. Well, this is true, but the only reason I know about this is because it was fucking retarded, and uh, <laughs> and nobody bought it. So there was like some video that posted online. The only yeah. reason I know about this is because there was a video posted online like on like some most, forum. Yeah, it's on one of those lists of like the most ridiculous. Yeah, that's, ex- or whatever. that's exactly yeah. why I know what it is. In no way did I know about this vehicle. Yeah, I would have been surprised if you like <laughs> seeked out that information. No, you know, on purpose in no. any way. <laughs> no, definitely did not. I yeah. have not. I've not searched out that in uh, in any way, shape, or form. Not in your search history. No, not in my <laughs> search history. I wouldn't. To be honest, I don't even know if I could find it today if I tried to look for it. I'm gonna look now. Yeah, I mean, just search for search for beach car where the stereo can be taken out. That's gonna that's gonna yield a lot of results. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. <laughs> that's that's all i remember from what it was Perfect. and like the doors and stuff came off i'll find it uh yeah but <laughs> it's probably a jeep uh, it, no it definitely wasn't <laughs> it was some it was a hyundai or some some nonsense oh. uh but the koreans they know how to do it man <laughs> i'm serious oh yeah speaking of which there is one other thing that i want to talk manufacturing about manufacturing and, and engineering they're like they're good we're getting we're getting close to time but uh speaking of korea so yes. With COVID and everything, Korea did a really interesting thing in terms of, like, tracking their citizens, Mm -hmm. like, everywhere they went. How do you feel about that? Is that something that... Because I I totally foresee the United States being, like, that's a thing that we implement now. Not necessarily because of COVID, but, like, that'll just be a thing that we do. Sure, sure, sure. 
to me, I think that uh, implemented correctly, right? I think that with with the with a extremely high level of privacy included, I think there's kind of nothing wrong with that. Like it, to, to some extent, right? Now, let's be honest and say that if you chose to gay to give the government or anyone else that sort of access to your uh, to information about you, it will be misused, right? Yeah, that's the first thing that's like a hundred percent. But I think in principle, like the idea of being able to like have some sort of really reliable, uh, reliable, real time way. To, like as like an emergency use system kind of thing. Yeah, or? right. So what if you could just know, like, let's say another epidemic happened, right? And you had the technology to instantaneously know the health of the population. Like, how incredibly helpful would that be when we talk about like how you know how they tried to manage this to begin with, right? Of mm-hmm. like you know spreading of clusters and that sort of thing. If you could not knowing any information about the individual, right? But if you could easily have a snapshot of where the instances are focused right what if you could just what if you could look at a map and see hot points of like people with fever Mm -hmm. it'd be be incredible right yeah it would be an incredible side of things and then think about it for like the implications of something like that for the medical side of things and how costs could be reduced like what if instead of going to the doctor to verify that you're having symptoms right what if instead you could be wearing something like your Apple Watch mm-hmm. and you, you'd already know? I mean, I think the, the potential of technology or of a system like that would, could be amazing for the health of people. But yeah. the problem is, is that it will, it will be misused, you know? I, I feel and, like it, it's one of those, the moment you give them the keys to the kingdom thing, right. it's a key that never gives, it's never given back to you. Exactly. It's kind of like our privacy today when it comes to like search history or like what, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Snowden stuff, right? It's all the same thing. It's kind of too late now. Like whether you believe it or not, or whether you're concerned about it or not, your information is not private, right? It's kind of like how I tell people that are like scared of, like doing online banking or that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Like, look, it doesn't, your reluctancy to give this information or to use the technology doesn't matter. You are just as vulnerable as the next person of being exposed unless you are completely off the grid, right? Yeah. Not using anything. So like you've already made that choice, right? If you own a smartphone, it's over. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, so I think kind of in the same light, I would like, I think it's, it would be amazing if something like that could be responsibly used. But the reality is that that's never going to be the case. Yeah. You know, you're never going to have, if you unlock that box, you're, you know, you'll never put it back in there. Yeah. And, and, but I mean, that's, I feel like that's a thing that we will be dealing with Mm -hmm. shortly. I mean, now that it's been proved that it works somewhere. Right. And the idea that, hey, we can search your search history. Why can't we just see where you're going when you're outside? I mean, there's cameras everywhere. I mean, Give who says that they're not just watching shit right now anyway? Like, Give if there's some board, take a mile. Yeah. some board guy somewhere just sitting, like, monitoring the security cameras, like, what's going to stop him from just, like, following one person if he feels like it? I was just watching a movie um, the other night, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to look it up. But it was about... Um, 
this is how you know I've been watching too much stuff when I can't remember <laughs> like the title of something I literally just watched. I mean, like two days ago. Is it a it's documentary ridiculous. or a movie? No, no, it was a movie with. Um, oh my god, I'll look it up. Hold on a second because okay. my memory is. Uh, that's literally the worst. But um, anyhow, at the basic level of it, uh, it's Seaberg. And so it is basically, it's on Amazon. What is this called? Seaberg. Seaberg? Yep. So Kristen Stewart is um, plays Jean Seaberg, which was, uh, she was an actress. Mm-hmm. And um, she was involved with the uh, Black Panthers and with some other people involved okay. in the in the uh, is civil based rights in like movement. the 70s yeah okay and so essentially she gave money and she was into it but through this process the fbi i think it was um was surveilling her mm-hmm. very you know with almost no cause you know mm-hmm. just and, following uh, her around yeah, in vans and shit. yeah right and so i took interest in it because of the civil rights side of it sure and the story about the black panthers my grandfather was in there, cool. uh, but, um, any case, uh, so it was just really interesting. Like the invasion of privacy with almost with little or no oversight, yeah, right? Very little regard for who this person is or anything a, like a that. a small room of a couple of people that just decide this is okay mm-hmm. for the greater good. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's the challenging part always, right. Is that the greater good quote unquote is being decided by the same guy that can't operate his fucking computer (laughs) exactly right so the the guy that's just in his opinion right is making that call in the moment yeah and then once we've passed that threshold i mean it's it's basically too late there's no going backwards after that dude i george orwell was right he was just wrong about the year you know 100 percent. that's that's what it is i mean like we're we're getting there we're just not there yet it's only a matter of time. Yeah. I will say the one the one good thing, uh, I just, I, this is how my brain works. Uh, like, we, ju- we jumped ahead a little bit in my mind because uh, I was thinking about the future and, like, climate then because I was thinking about how shitty, like, Blade Runner's world is and how it's all dirty <laughs> yeah. and gross. Yeah, right. But, I mean, with all the stay-at-home orders, man, everybody gets to come back out. The dolphins are swimming everywhere again. Like, L.A.'s sky is more beautiful than it's been in decades. Environment's loving the virus. Yeah, man. So, hey. Maybe all the technology and everything is going to help save our planet and enslave us at the same time. Between uh, between the virus and Elon taking us to the moon and the Mars <laughs> and Mars, that we're we're good. I'm getting in one of those luxury submarines, baby. I don't know oh, what you're dude, doing. Just going, <laughs> <laughs> just dive. I, I got that's, that's the reason I want a. <laughs> that's the reason I want a submarine is to just like tell my crew dive, dive, you know? yeah, and just announce it over like a really shitty. PA. I just want to play with a periscope. That's all I want to do. That also sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm down for a periscope. Oh, God. All right, man. Well, uh, this has been a good time. We definitely need to. Time. We definitely need to set up doing one from the woods oh, at some point. Don't. There's not a question. <laughs> oh, it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> there, will be, there will be an episode in uh, live from some <laughs> national forest. Oh, man. Awesome. Well, I look forward to it. Everybody, thank you so much for watching or watching. You didn't watch anything unless you were looking at something else while you listened. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. And uh, as Andrew said, I think I'm going to make this the new catchphrase for going out. It do be like that sometimes. Oh, it do be like that sometimes. (laughs) As the cookie crumbles. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Until next time, everybody. Take it easy. (laughs) I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs)